You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as name implies, all about jujitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a black belt who owns Drama Jiu-Jitsu, located in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Ladies and gentlemen, Such Prakash. That was it. Hey, got it. <laughs> How's What's it going, up, brother? Lamar? <laughs> man, not a lot, man. You know, not a lot, dude. I'm, I appreciate you taking your time out of your day to come talk jujitsu with me. I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that's my life. It's all I do. All I think yeah. about and all I, all I look forward to, you know, it's like most of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. That's just how it works, man. Just everyday jujitsu, right? That's it. All right, man. Without further ado, man, if you want to fir- uh, formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's hear about your jujitsu journey. For sure. Uh, and thank you. Thanks for having me here. It was such a such a unique uh, post I saw on Facebook. You know, like, okay, get mm-hmm. on here. I was like, I'll get on a podcast. I love talking stuff. You know, I like I love talking about my stuff. Um, I started, so I go by Such Prakash. I'm Mythical Bull on Instagram. If you guys want to look look at that, you can also look at jujitsudo.com or jujitsudharma.com. Um, that is my um, teaching platform. Um, I started jujitsu in high school with MMA in Mm -hmm. southern california orange county i started um you know in a local la boxing gym and you know i i was thrown on the mats by my first teacher luke rest in peace he passed away he had a sickness take him early um but he's the one that kind of just was like hey come take my class don't just punch the bags you know i i I teach real fighting and then i take his class and i was like whoa you know triangles and scissor sweeps and you know, we were at the time kickboxing and doing MMA too. And I was just like, wow, this is this is a whole part of myself I didn't have tapped into before. You know what I'm saying? And I was young, mm-hmm. so I didn't really know. But because I had that influence of guidance and, and support that I kept sticking to it, not knowing why. And um, and later on, just decided not to stop. Mm-hmm. I can go into details. I don't know how much detail you want me to go into. Oh, man, this, this is your journey, man. You can talk. You can go into details as <laughs> uh, much as you want. Okay, cool. So um, that was 2007 when I started training. So I was in high school. When I met uh, my first black belt professor, Marcel Lozado, he was a checkmate black belt. And he'd been here for a, for a few years at the time. And he was the head coach of Rain Training Center. Rain Training Center was um, opened by Mark Munoz and his business partner. And Rafael Cordero before King's MMA was was running his MMA program over there, mm-hmm. so I was I was like a little eighteen year old blue belt training MMA with those guys and training jiu jitsu with my um, professor Marcel who gave my blue belt, and you know I tried to like go to school and stuff for a little bit and I was like no it's not for me I want to keep training, and I decided to uh, move back to California from Chicago, and then. Marcel's studio was closing and I found Mendes brothers and I was like, I was into them. I was into what they were doing and, and, and how they were doing it. And their mm-hmm. school had just opened maybe like two months before I went over there. And, and that's when I really got into the, the Gi Jiu Jitsu in 2012 with Mendes brothers. Um, I became one of their first coaches at the academy, kids coaches, uh, beginners and um, some no Gi. I became Hoffa Mendez's ADCC training partner for two camps. Nice. Uh, he liked, yeah, he liked it that I was into Nogi because I had an MMA background. So I, 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 you know, at AOJ, like I was the Nogi guy, and I was like, "Come on, man, I'm, I'm all right at Gi too." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that journey really continued, and and I, I never stopped training. And I questioned at one point why I trained because I realized, you know, no, it's not. I was never naturally like I want to go win a bunch of tournaments. I just loved, loved training, and I did tournaments too, and I won some and lost some. But I, I, I just not that professionally competitive, you know. Mm-hmm. So there was something not fulfilling um, me in the way that culture was going, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that led me to question myself why I train my values, what I want to do with my life, my energy. Why, why jiu-jitsu? You know, why are we 
why are we doing jujitsu? Why the fuck are we doing jujitsu? We're sore, our neck hurt, there's drama, there's, you know, girlfriends yelling at you for training too much, and your parents still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the, what is the, the sauce here that we love? And I right. found out it, it was that, that meditation, that mushin, you know, the flow state, the, the, the deep sense of, um, uh, of being, you know, in a sense that we experience. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized, wow, that's like, that's why I started and that's why I love it. And now I dedicate my whole time and effort in teaching Jiu Jitsu that way. This is my logo for Jiu Jitsu Dharma. And, I like um, that. Yeah. Yeah, this that's where the twist is. I want to tell you about Jiu-Jitsu Dharma. If you mm -hmm. is it time or you have other questions? No, man, this is we got time, brother. We got time. I wasn't Go ahead, sure what I was doing, man, in on this part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's all a part of you. It's all a part of your journey, man. So I'd love to hear it. Boom. So um, I love sharing this, man, because in a sense, it's a part of my journey. I feel super privileged to experience. Uh, jiu-jitsu and MMA to the degree I did at a young age and around these amazing fighters, you know? Um, but yeah, like people that I just looked up to and I ended up training with them and learning from them and teaching with them. And and it's really cool. So, but the, the, the secret sauce, the, the, the essence of the art and the, and the essence of the practice um, is actually about devotion and community <laughs> because this practice came to us, you know, we know it as BJJ in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and this is not to discredit any Brazilian lineage. We all are, are a product of it, um, including me. Um, but before Brazil, um, you know, Jigoro Kano was teaching a certain way of Jiu-Jitsu. And when he ended up branding it, when he ended up putting a name on it, he called mm -hmm. it, he called it Judo. And that Do is the Dharma, it's the way, it's the, it's the essence of the practice. And the reason I'm pulling the attention to this is because, you know, we're kind of a culture that's new and that's finding their way. Mm -hmm. um, but also, that means it's not that explored yet in the West, in a sense. So there's been a lot of drama, a lot of turmoil between, like, you know, family members to, to teams to coaches and students. And there's this, like, power struggle going on in the community through money and, and and status and fame and all this stuff which has mm -hmm. nothing to do with your personal practice as a martial artist exactly and 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 i believe this wasn't really put forth for me um when i was um you know coming up in the community and i was around the people that you want to learn from it was all the big names for mma and jiu-jitsu and 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 i did learn so much from them but one thing just wasn't passed on is the is is that like devotional way of living that the samurai actually totally had in their lifestyle and and martial arts supported that like protect i always give this give this example to the students or white belts that are not trying hard i'm like they're coming to like burn your rice fields man let's go <laughs> yeah and that's what it yeah. was about it was about that it was about protecting your village protecting your wife protecting your kids protecting your your um your farm from yeah. from attackers so when you prayed and meditated, it wasn't just about um, praying and meditation because when you're just doing that, your temple can get attacked as well if you don't know how to defend yourself, right? So all these martial ways, these deadly practices got introduced to these monks for this purpose, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's like almost like, it's like a yoga flow, right? Okay, so if we're going to do yoga, we better know how to fight. So it's like now... Now your yoga flow turns into some martial flow. Does that make sense? And, mm -hmm. and I believe like most of us in the West today, we are lacking an understanding of, uh, about ourselves. We're not educated to look inside and emotions and energy and, and our mind, understanding our mind. So jiu-jitsu is actually a great way to reflect and tap into that and, and overcome. And that's why so many positive um, side effects are in jiu-jitsu. But we're not really yeah. taught it. Like we're not really understanding why, what works, what doesn't. We're not really taught it. So Jiu-Jitsu Dharma is trying to um, make available these Eastern teachings um, in a practical way. Mm -hmm. You know. So how do you create a, a daily practice for yourself? You know, depending on who you are, um, what kind of yogic philosophies, what kind of teachings that are not taught to us in the community that would like benefit a lot of people you know that's what i'm working on right now 
and a whole online platform. But I've been teaching workshops of Jiu-Jitsu Dharma for since 2016. I've been mm -hmm. I've been at it teaching this perspective and trying to give people a, a different way to approach their training without making their spine stiff, without getting injured. You know, you can heal yourself if you've been injured. You can put yourself through amazing things that will heal your body, that will make you more flexible, um, that would actually help you, you know, in the direction you're trying to heal. You know, a lot of, you know, addiction people, a lot of um, people that are trying to, like, you know, depression, they're trying to conquer depression through jujitsu and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden you run into like a knee injury or you run into like a sore neck and you, you know, you're not as flexible as you used to be or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, and that's because it's just like, there's a way to kind of like balance that intense fighting practice with like a little bit of intense self care to, to get true results, you know, not mm -hmm. just to be mediocre. You know how everybody knows that in fighting, like, you know, if you train and eh, you're going to get eh, results. But right. if you like, train with the best and you train, you put the time and you put the effort in, your results are going to show to yourself first and then to others as well around you. And same exactly. with like, healing, meditation, yoga. If you put the effort in that, like that, in, that, that intense, same intensity, like same, same type of discipline to go the other way, to, to go inwards, to rest, to relax. And it's not easy. I try to sit down for five minutes. Everyone gets up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's like jiu-jitsu is a little easier, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I, I don't have to focus. I can just let my body just, you know, go on autopilot. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I think, like, jiu-jitsu is so good because of that reason. And and you could be uh, a meditator of years and still not be, like, you can you can choose to sit. And you might be wandering off. You can like think there, you can think there. But when you do jujitsu, when you shake hands with somebody and they're like stomping in front of you, you know, they're about to <laughs> they're about to come at you. There's you don't have time to not be there. And right. if and if you're not present, you're gonna get hurt. If yeah. you're not if you're not present, you're gonna get hurt. And that's just how it goes. And it's not even up to the other person, it's because you're not present in response. You're not taking accountability of yourself in the moment and you get injured. And um, it's so easy to blame the circumstances, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't agree with you more, man, because, you know, I use jujitsu as my meditation, my therapy. Um, I'm, you know, I'm so wrapped up in, you know, just doing jujitsu and, you know, teaching and training and, you know, this podcast. Like, this is my therapy, you know, sitting down talking about jujitsu. <laughs> and, you know, I tell everybody this is like it's it's one of those things where like, you know, you can't take your mind off of it when you're in the midst of jujitsu, because once you you let your mind wander somewhere else, like you said, is when the injuries come. That's when you get hurt. That's when you get tapped or choked or, you know, whatnot. And you it gets to the point where like like now, the, you know, the, the, the guys I train with, we can tell, you know, just how they move. And like, hey, you was you good you know you little off today and it's like nope i'm not because of this this and that and we can't lie to you know we can't lie to each other we can't yeah. just say oh it was you know it was my mind this word like no we know when you're off bro so yeah totally. that's totally. yeah and just like you said recovery you know recovery keeping yourself healthy that is a a huge a, you know huge part of jujitsu and i think that's just as important as the techniques that we learned in jujitsu if not more, you know, if not, yeah, I'm gonna say if not more. Yeah. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot more than just, you know, I'm just going to show up, you know, we're going to slap bump. We're just going to, you know, roll around and floor for an hour and a half. And then we just leave. Like, no, you gotta, gotta tune your body up. And no, you know, every, no one is in here is like, you know, 18 years old or, you know, everyone's in their twenties and thirties and forties. Yeah. Like we can't just, can't just, pop up and expect to, you know, go on the rest of the day. Like, no, body just get stiff, body get sore. Oh, yeah, recovery man. is important, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that stiffness, it's so important to take care of, like, your whole body. Yeah, I love, I love the, the my morning practice. Like, I have a morning yoga practice that I do mm. before the sun comes up. And I've been doing that for about 10 years now. And I just start from just trying to get physically more comfortable in my body. Um, but like daily practice gives you so much more than that, you know, not just physical, yeah. but also like um, energetically, you know, alertness, awakeness, and also performance. You know what I'm saying? 
it's like yeah. such, a, such a thing so i love that's my favorite time like i try not to fucking sacrifice that for anything wake up take a yeah, cold man. shower you you tune in you do your you do your physical work you do your breath work you do your meditation mantra and you're just able to like get into the silent quiet space and uh it's a lot more joyous to function in life from there than like carry the weight of yesterday on your shoulders you know every day so right <laughs> yeah man that's why i try to leave it on the mats man i, I you know if anything's going on that day you know, we're going to hit the mats, we're going to hit it hard. You know, we're just going to work it out and then just be done with it. Leave it up, leave it on the mats. I don't, do not take it home with you. Just leave it on the mats, man. <laughs> I love that. Got to, got to. Because it, it just feels like a waste. You put all that time and energy to focus on jujitsu enough to forget about what's going on just for you to let it creep back in and take over the rest of your night. Like, nah, man, you drive yourself crazy doing that. That's well said, man. Sure, where, where are you at? What state are you in? Um, I'm in Detroit, Michigan. And we're and this is called Tokyo Jits Podcast. Yeah. Are people listening right now? Yeah, I got a few, I got a few listeners. Um, it's I started this last year, so it's it's slowly growing, slowly, slowly growing. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. So, um, so with your so with your school, like. How you know? How was it for you eventually opening up your own, open up your own school? I've always wanted to open a school for a while now. Um, it's been such a passion of mine to teach. You know, I taught kids 2010 for the first time, and I was like, "This is the best thing I've done." <laughs> you know, I feel right. so so of use. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like this, I'm benefiting the world right now, just being with the kids, and it's just so pure and and all that. So I've always had this in me and me and my friend opened a school in Wrightwood, California, Chad Keel. Well, it's, it's where he's from. He, he opened he formed a group and then he got me on board and I was there in the beginning of that in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And then, and then COVID came, um, you know, my family had to go through some shifting. I lost my father and like, I had to like do some cleanup in the family business. Mm-hmm. And then like right when COVID came, I was like, Oh wow. So I kind of like, I'm floating around right now. I have no idea what to do. And this thing is like freezing the world. So might as well, mm. might as well like travel and think of like where you want to do this thing that you've been wanting to do. Cause in my mind, I thought LA or San Diego just cause that's where I'm from. And I wanted to like open a big place, you know, possibly mm. get some investors involved. And when COVID came, the city kind of just was not the place to be. Right. You know? And, and it made me think of the future and the quality of life I want to live. So I started looking at options. I thought about Oregon. I thought about, you know, Florida. I thought about Texas. It could have been Austin. I almost went to Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was in Austin right during COVID and when everything started happening there. And I just like got, got I fell right in the middle of that jiu-jitsu crew. Just like the, the whole Austin flow grappling, Tan Planet, you know, fight to wins. And, mm-hmm. and I got to spend a lot of time in Austin with that. That was fun. So I was like, maybe I should stay in Austin. It just seemed like it was just like too busy. Again, the same thing. I don't wanna I don't wanna commute so much to my work. I don't wanna be in a big city. So New Mexico, Santa Fe, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're over here. It's beautiful. It's high desert, seven thousand feet elevation. There's a mountain here, there's some rivers and creeks around. Um and I literally like this is my house, I take thirty steps and walk into the dojo. And nice. I was able to, yeah, set up a nice thing. And my house is kind of like almost like the lobby now. Everybody just comes in and out, you know. We have an awesome crew. I'm introducing, you know, the yoga I do is pretty like deep work and it's traditional and it's like, you know, it's got some cultural edges to it. And then, mm-hmm. and then we also have a jiu-jitsu community and we also do Ashtanga yoga in there. We have drumming classes, like a, a transcendental drumming in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're building this culture of 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 what people did the whole time. I mean, you were drumming, you were chanting, and you were going to war, my friend. You know, right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's no different with getting ready for a competition, man. You put your favorite song on, you got to you know, That's you got that heavy bass and bounce, and you get ready for war. It's no different. <laughs> That's it's no it. different. So now we're just we, we're doing all of that thing. It's, it feels really good as a community. Sometimes we open that, 
I got my drumming teachers over there. Drums are in the back. So it's open mat now. There's a culture. Like somebody will grab some drums, sit in the corner of the mat, and start start drumming during jiu-jitsu. And it's like creates such a good tribal experience. Um, that sounds that sounds they're very therapeutic, you know, on top of yeah. jiu-jitsu, but, you know, everything else. And the drumming. Um, people are loving the the holistic approach we have, the spiritual kind of an approach we have. And this is a very very open town that allows like that type of thinking and opening, you know, it's not like, mm. you know, I could provide a lot of good competition training. Like my, my whole history is all about that, you know, but I'm, right. I'm making this more available. I'm making it more of a, more of a all encompassing experience for everybody. Um, and the feedback is great. You know, maybe the tough young guys that want to compete and want to take cool pictures, go to, you know, Gracie Barra or 10 planet, you know, um, but people that want to experience some yoga, some meditation that are into like sound healing and like, yeah, jujitsu too. Obviously you're going to get, get good jujitsu. You got a Mendes brothers black belt here, you know, it's like, right. but that's not the point. It's not the point. The point is that you come in here and you tap into your flow. Right. Yeah. That sounds awesome, dude. Yeah. So with being, you know, someone who's like so pitted into like jujitsu and now, you know, you got your own school, you're, you know, you have all these things going like, how did you keep yourself, like, grounded? I mean, I know you're used to meditation and everything else, but I know this is a new adventure because it's like you're, you're, you're building this empire. You know, you're building, like you <laughs> yeah. said, this tribe. And so, like, how did you keep yourself, like, level, man? <laughs> it's, it's, that's the hard part. You know, I think, like, you know, it comes down to – the answer isn't as easy as, yeah, I do uh, my meditation practice in the morning. Obviously, that ain't it only. Right. Uh, which is a huge part of it where like I can I can tap into and remind myself where I'm coming from and where I'm going amidst all the change and all the chaos that's happening constantly around me. I can just be like, remember, remember, you know, where you were, where you come here. So I had no idea like what this yoga and meditation and jiu-jitsu was doing to me until like now I'm 31 years old and I've been doing it since high school. And then I look at around, look around to other thirty-one-year-olds, and they're not at it at their life. You know, they're not they're not attacking it. They're not at it. Um, man, keeping my drive has always been about um, doing something different. So it was always about like I don't want to like tag along to the rest of the world and causing harm. <laughs> you know, yeah, causing yeah, stress, right. like everyone is just so stressed and it just keeps changing and becoming more stressed. Like people don't know how to cope with it. I decided I want to be of good service. I want to do only thing that feels good. I don't want to waste my energy. Mm -hmm. um, and I decided to work with people that don't ask me for my resume. You know, I decided the people that I only would stick with people that know me, you know, that we work together. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like all these like little, like really radical, radical, turns that i took through radical faith you know like mm, i wanted okay. to be different i wanted to mm -hmm. be different i don't know how so then all of a sudden you believe that for years all of a sudden the, the, the things are happening the things you've been wanting the things you've been manifesting putting your energy to are flowering and then you're yeah. like oh shit i can't stop it's right. there's a there's a momentum there's a going happening we just started a non-profit uh, organization it, i've had this concept and I've, I've done some smaller events but now it's like i formed the formed a nonprofit, um and we're looking into you know getting funds and stuff like that it's called aware future project and my okay. goal is to, my goal is to provide um this lifestyle of jiu-jitsu and yoga meditation and other healing methods or or other teachers that can help the community and the youth you know i want to create jobs for teachers to go offer these amazing things to the community part of the community that can't afford it or that doesn't have access to it so that they can also benefit from jiu-jitsu so i am driven by this like something that's not me you know something that's not me yeah uh -huh. it's like there's a bigger thing that i'm working towards i know there are other people in the world that are going doing good things and i want to do something like that it's not about me and guess what in the middle of it man i'm taking care of Mm -hmm. everything falls into place because i am not getting out here like when's my next dollar coming you know right. it's more like more like how can i expand the impact of this practice how can i expand the impact of my personal energy how can i expand the impact of each other 
each like each teacher that I teach, each student that I teach. You know what I'm saying? So that man is it. Like even right now, like I took a nap. And for example, today wasn't supposed to be the day I'm supposed to teach the kids tonight. But one of my students is we're competing tomorrow. There's a tournament. Okay. One of my students is going to go way in. And he's like, can you cover the kids tonight? I'm like, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not getting paid to cover that kid's class. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. There's, there's just like, there's all these things happening and, and amazing good feedback is coming. Um, I can't boast myself. And sometimes I feel super lonely. I feel like no one gives a shit. You know, no one cares yeah. about it. No, you don't, about, you don't care about the kids. You know, you don't care about the future or whatever. You don't care about me. <laughs> but... <laughs> But at the end of the day, I, I let that, you know, let that come and go and tap into my integrity, tap into my center and like and show up the best I can show up. And I think like that process can be hard sometimes because we don't feel like showing up. Yeah, uh, it can be hard to get off, you know, get off the couch, get off the bed. Um, but like you have to fucking do it. There's no way in hell you can live with yourself and not get up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, man, I, I, I agree, man, because. Um, as of probably like as of right now, by the time this episode drops, it should be past what's going on. But um, yeah, so like you know how we talking about like you know manifestation and you know talking about how things are bigger than us, and that's how I've been feeling about jujitsu, man. Like I I've committed you know in the past six years I committed so much time, blood, sweat, and tears into this uh, into this martial art, and I've always felt like okay, what can I do more? You know, I always want to do more when it comes to jujitsu. Yeah. So, um, you know, this, that's when the pod, you know, the podcast started and I've, you know, been meeting people all across this globe talking about jujitsu and to fast forward this, you know, this year, I, one of the guys that I did an interview with, I mean, did a, a show with, you know, I came out, did a seminar for his, uh, for his school. So that was, you know, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, as of today, um, I'm going to be uh a head instructor at another school and i was just i, I was like I said, I just, man. thank you man i just been you know really been talking That's about huge. doing more with jujitsu and this opportunity is like silver platter dude like only per only way this can mess it up if i mess it up it's a brand new it's a brand new facility um <laughs> it's going to be my um my curriculum, how I want to run it and everything else, no nitpicking, no, you know, micromanaging, no overhead. It's just me. And it's just like, wow, dude, this is about <laughs> to blow. And this is about, it's like, I, I knew it, I knew That's something so cool. was happening. I knew something was going to happen, man, but it's about to just, this about to hit the ground running hard. And I'm like, oh, I got to put my shoes on, man. This is about to get wild. So it's a whole excited, gym. man. Yeah, man. Pretty That's excited. It's it's a pleasure. Like I, it's been a couple. It's been almost two. Yeah, two and a half years now. I've had the studio, and I have one blue belt uh, that I gave out. She's competing for the third time. Uh, I have like four adults competing for the first time. You know, two girls competing for the first time. It's just like seeing their growth, getting the feedback from the parents, and realize that you're actually playing a big role in there you know, yeah. in their lives. And, and this is under fucking valued in the community. I don't know if we're about to drop, you know, we're allowed to drop F words. Or no, right. drop them. You, you're, you're way past the threshold time. So you're good. As <laughs> <laughs> long as it's not the first nine minutes of the, uh, of the clip, you're fine. You're fine. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, it's so undervalued, you know, like the benefit they, as you know, in a Western society, we're not really taught to think of it this way, but, um like the benefits someone receives from jiu-jitsu uh, uh the benefit that the parents receive from going to jiu-jitsu and not just like man parents like learn from jiu-jitsu classes mm -hmm. they learn from watching them they learn from what works they learn from the teachers in there um the students the kids are learning how to face themselves and their emotions how to emotionally regulate themselves just yeah. through like throwing themselves in an intense grappling scenario, right? Mm -hmm. And like, and then the, the, the teachers there supporting the student, like getting up, like their hugs. There's there's conversation. There's 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 um, personal connection, and it's all fucking priceless. It's all priceless. Yeah, 
And but when it comes to our our um, economy, it is undervalued. The market value of jujitsu teachers, the market value of the practice, isn't understood or respected by the majority because people mm -hmm. don't. It, they look at it as like most parents look at it maybe as an after-school program. You have to like educate them on what's good. You have to remind them what's going on sometimes. You yeah. know, like this is why we're here and hold the high ground as a teacher, and not just as a teacher, but as like a martial arts teacher. We're like. You hold an integ integrity um, as a teacher where people look up to you for, you know, yeah. like in the midst of chaos and danger and trouble times right now, you're in a bad position. Like you are the fucking guy. <laughs> you <know>? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're the guy that's going to free them. And also it's such a deep personal experience that every time you do sh you show up when they need you, it's actually a deeper process happening in the relationship. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, this person is a state of wanting to get new information or a state of uh, learning, wanting to learn or get better or overcome this emotion, this fear, this block. And mm. you're there like walking them through it, you know, just right. being the, just being their friend in a sense, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this crazy, sophisticated, you know, guru, you know, it just has to can just be like, yeah, man, I got you, you know, pat on the back and, and say it's not, don't stress over this, da, 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 da. And it means so much. It's just so much more than a membership. It's just so much more than a few bucks of discount. It's so much more than any after-school activity. You know, it's just like a, a special relationship a student and teacher has. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Because like me and my instructor, we're like we're like this. We're like brothers, man. Love this guy to death. Yeah. And you know, you're exactly right, man. It's it's very very undervalued in like you know in today's standards because everyone sees it as a as money you know as the money sign instead of actually seeing what is what is in its, in its purest form you know and i can contest to it i know you can you know i even see it in my daughter she's seven um you know she started training with me uh earlier this year and from nice the time she started to now you can see the flourish in her eyes you know when it comes to her her self-confidence and you know how she carries herself and it's just like man they people need to see this yeah. man like it's people need to see this like so good i tell everybody like if you ever like you know would consider your child get into like you know jujitsu take some time out and go to a kid's competition like when you see the outcome of kids putting their their heart and soul into something. It's not like it's, 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 you know, you have your team sports, you have soccer, you have football, basketball, all those, all those are good. All those are good. But those are the, you know, they get lost in, you know, in the team environment. Cause if they're not quote unquote standout players, they sit on the bench or they, whatever you see a kid who who's doing this, this is something they wanted to do. This is something they, they, you know, been practicing and training for. You get to see their true potential win or loss you get to see your child do something that is unbelievable to a lot of people you know and i've seen so many kids you know at tournaments have so much fire and, and you know just in their eyes it's just i'd be sitting there so happy like man i i wish i was them man like <laughs> i wish i could have been that seven-year-old on the mats man you know training and doing all this stuff now but man yeah, dude, it's, it's, a, it's amazing it's amazing yeah, it's, I think that's the, that's the most important aspect of our lifestyle. Even the adults, black belts, whatever, like, man, the kids, it's so good for them and so good for the world to, to have, you know, self-aware children grow up to be self-aware leaders that are not yeah. going to make a decision out of fear or scarcity or corruption, you know? Like, you can't be yeah. manipulated when you're strong. When you're a strong person, strong mind, you don't buy into shit. Right. You're not, you're not manipulated. You 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 see things. You see the sneakiness. You see that you know that sneaky submission he's trying to come through with before he goes. <laughs> you know, it's like it gives us such a deep, deep sense of um, awareness. Yeah. Level. Yeah. I, like you just said, man. I I love it to death, man. Um, because yeah, we can go on all day about like the the mental benefits of jujitsu, uh, you know, because I'm a huge advocate for like, you know, mental health. And I tell everybody, man, they like, you know, what you like, what do you do, man? I'm like, jujitsu. It's very therapeutic for me. Like that is, that is my therapy. 
Like now that I'm getting a chance to, but I will always say like, if I can do this seven days a week, I probably would. And now I'm going to be doing this about six, seven days a week. Yeah, so. me, too. <laughs> me too. Hey, did I turn my camera? Did I mess? Did I mess with you when I turned my camera? Mm, nope, not at all. Smartphones. Yeah, all right. So you know, given the fact that you're, you know, you're a black belt and like you're in this, you know, this, you know, this realm that you're in now, man. Like when you like look back at yourself as a white belt like what do you like what do you like what like what do you see sometimes like when you when you like look at your like take your present self and you look at that that white belt walking into a gym i feel like i'm that white belt walking into a gym every time i walk in and <laughs> yeah. I, I try to explain to people like sometimes you know students are like but this and that like they have this deep struggle about like wanting to be more than who they are you know mm -hmm. and i'm like you know, they say something, I'm like, I can't just talk like I don't experience the exact same thing. You know, I've been doing this shit for 15 years. I have the same emotions. I have the same um, same thoughts, same doubts, same fears uh, or whatever. But I have a different uh, awareness that I like. I love to share. I've, mm -hmm. I realized this a little, little bit ago. And, I, you know, a few years ago, I changed my perspective a lot. But it's like you and this is a good way to learn jiu-jitsu and the good way to teach jiu-jitsu is like you can't get better at jiu-jitsu because it's something you experience mm -hmm. so how can we um get better at having that true jiu-jitsu experience because whether mm -hmm. you're on the winning end or the losing end of the jiu-jitsu match when you're in it when you're with it you love it like yeah when that when that person gets you the way they get you and you were there and you couldn't stop it and it worked the way it did and you had to tap that was sick, bro. You know, yeah, like, almost like you did it yourself, <laughs> right? Like you're you're so proud of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yes, thank you very much for dropping me on my neck. I appreciate you. <laughs> it's just like it's 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 something that we like experience. You know, it's it's something we tap yeah. into. Jitsu is something we tap into and feel and live. So why does it matter like how good your leg drag is today you know what i'm saying like right. how, like it doesn't matter like on a micro level white to black belt the benefit is the same you know you show up you get mm -hmm. detox you get physical you get community you you know you get better at fighting you know a little right. bit you know a little bit better every day and it's like that's what you got you know better at fighting it's like better at performing better at knowing yourself but Mm -hmm. you're really you you experience jiu-jitsu you know because you can have perfect technique but if you don't use it on time it doesn't exist right you know if it's your technique is not on time in the fight it doesn't even apply so it doesn't even it's not even real you know mm -hmm. i have a i have an instructional on bjj fanatics i called it uh no mind no technique <laughs> and and my idea was to like say hey like get your head out of there and look at your mm -hmm. options. Like when you st start speaking jiu-jitsu language, like 90% of the moves I do, and I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> I'm just, nowadays, people have names for everything. I was everything. doing all this shit before it had names. <laughs> right. You know, so know, get right? in tune with the language, with the sensitivity, with the, yeah, their positions, their applications, you know, there's like strategies. But when it comes to techniques, when it comes to, uh, getting better at techniques, yeah, it's hard to hard to put a finger on that one, man. You know, it is, it 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 is, man. You know, I can't you know stress that enough. Like you said, jujitsu is is an experience because everyone's gonna everyone's gonna experience jujitsu if they do jujitsu. You know, it's just how you receive said experience. You know, because. We get, you know, like I, I have my convers this conversation with my wife a lot because she just kind of like got really back committed to training. And she's like, um, you know, how did you get over this and this and that, this and that? I'm like, I haven't. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I still step on the mats. I still get anxiety. I still get nervous. I still get all these, all these feelings still show up. It's just, I just learned how to just deal with them. Like, I know for a fact that if, I'm rolling with this big guy. I know there's a chance I will get slammed or I will get tossed around. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, so yeah. Just whatever. I'm just gonna keep fighting. I'm gonna play my game. I'm gonna fight my, you know, fight my way. And I'm, you know, 
that's the, that's the end of it. That's on, that's how you kind of have to look at it. You have to take every experience that jujitsu throw that you good or bad. You know, if you were on top of your A game, if you feel like Gordon Ryan one day or, you know, a, a bum off the street the next day, it's you're going to experience something. So you might as well experience it all and just, you know, take it a stride and keep moving. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, that's, sir. That's how I see it. Keep it up. Yeah, keep showing up and being guided. Um, yeah, guided properly too. But my struggle with with the jiu-jitsu is I I was never the one not training. I was the one that's overtraining and getting hurt. You know, mm-hmm. and and I, at a, as a young kid, like it sucks getting injured. You know, it's really you can do it another way. There's there's another way, or 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 you injure yourself and you get a surgery, and now you're like living with the surgery's limitations. You know, where maybe there was a way you could like kind of rehab yourself back into functionality. To be able to like almost like the feelings like injuries are sometimes like that they're like the feelings you have to be like strong enough where they don't waver you so it's like if mm-hmm. i have a if i have a you know injury on one of my joints i can align align and straighten and strengthen myself around that injury and where the injury isn't giving me symptoms anymore you know mm-hmm. but the damage is kind of done damage done is always damage done yeah. when it comes to a certain yeah. degree like certain degree of like tissue damage and, and, and bone damage and calcification there's like almost like you're gonna have to cope with it for the rest of your life um and are you gonna quit jiu-jitsu are you gonna like not go on a run are you gonna no you're gonna find a way okay well i tweaked my shoulder let me like do some rehab let me eat right oh let me go to that right. yoga class my friend keeps telling me about oh do i have anxiety and depression Oh yeah, that one friend of mine just keeps inviting me to meditate with her, and I never do because I think she's weird. It's like maybe go, you know, <laughs> like oh, right. maybe, maybe like maybe like start getting out of there and, and balancing that, balancing that practice. Because I I hate seeing the first of all I hate seeing the steroid culture, you know, and the young like, teenagers on that stuff. Uh, I know Brazil has a different perspective towards it, and I feel like they're totally bypassing us. They're like, oh, those Americans don't get it, you know. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> uh yeah we can look at it that way you know but there's something that happens chemically there's something there's a biochemical reaction happening you know your body you know if you're a teenager you know and most people most most people that think they're going to be world champions don't become world champions because they don't really want to be that if they really want to be that they don't talk about it you know if if you want to be that you'll go be it but if you if you're just looking to some for someone to be and you don't know what to be and you go try to be a world champion, do steroids and follow people, it's not going to work for you, dude. I don't think they look at the longevity of it. No, no. That's what it, that's what I think it is. Because me, like I, from my experience, like our our grandmaster uh, Francisco Mansour, uh, I think he's in his seventies or eighties, something like that, and he's still on the mats. He still got out there in rows. He still got out there and teach. He still got out there and train. That's what I'm looking forward to when it comes to jujitsu. Like jujitsu, like yeah. I love the sport yeah. and I want to do it as long as I possibly can. And seeing people older than me, either starting or been, you know, or just getting their blue belt or purple belt or brown or whatever, like I, that's that's who I admire. I, you know, that's who I look at. These people that's like, I don't care how old I am, I'm still gonna get out here and get on these mats and I'm still gonna try my best. And it's like shout yep. out to jujitsu grandma, man. I know. Is that is that that's I don't think that's who I'm thinking. Uh, she is that the one that got her black belt on the podium recently? No, Jitsu Grandma I think is a blue or a purple belt, but she's like in her seventies and it's just next level. Okay, because I know <laughs> I seen that one and I seen one lady. She was she was an older lady and she got her blue belt. Wow. And yeah, I think that's is, her. is that her? She didn't yeah. like she didn't really know what she was getting her blue belt for. Like she's like her this. like her her instructor was tying her blue belt and she's like and she's looking down like oh what is this for <laughs> and he's like because you've been training you've been doing you know he's praising her he's giving like all these accolades and she's like oh well i just show up and i'm sitting here looking like that's the thing that's the key right there just showing up that's beautiful. And look what happened. And I was like, that is the perfect explanation of jujitsu. She's like, oh, I was just showing up to class. Yes. That's perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what the belt was about when I first, I never wore a white belt. I was always doing MMA and Nogi. And one day they had promotions. They're like, we have promotions. And I thought I was mm-hmm. going to go watch something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm Turkish. I grew up in Turkey. I didn't cover that part. I grew up in Istanbul. 
But uh, oh, wow. so I'm okay. just like, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't understand that there was like, I knew English. It's just like promote the word promotion seemed like maybe it was like an event or something like that. So I show up and then they gave me a blue belt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of didn't like it. I was like, dude, this, I'm not trying to do this like karate stuff. You know, I'm not trying to be a, I'm trying to over here fight. And then they gave me a belt. It was fun. And then I realized, oh, it actually has a meaning, you know? Mm-hmm. Then I'd meet other like, purple belts and brown belts. You're like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's a, it, there's levels to the stuff. There's levels to it. <laughs> but yeah, man. Sweet, well, Lamar. Such... I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah, man. And um, I got a question for you, man. We asked oh. everybody to come on this show. Um, it's become kind of became like the staple of Talk Your Jits podcast. Past or present, man, who are your top three people you would love to get a chance to roll with? Oh, that is great. Ooh, that is good. Well, I've rolled with a lot of people I've ever dreamed of rolling with, you know? So, but mm-hmm. I, I thought about, what was I thinking about somebody? Oh, three is all of a big number for me. Cause like I said, I checked a lot of those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, I think BJ Penn, I've never okay. trained with, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he was been around, you know, the, AOJ and the Ruka crew and stuff. I never, because I looked up to BJ Pan so much growing up. You know, that's for sure. You know, <laughs> I think <laughs> Bruno Malfacine. Okay. You know, I never took his class and never trained with him. And I love his, like, just agility and his size. And his, I just want to know how it feels. Because I'm, a, mm. I'm like, I'm very dynamic and active and I love, I love being like that. But he's just like, so compact with it too. Like he's got explosiveness and this power that comes with it. You're like, whoa, um, that's interesting for me. Um, this one, I've always wanted to feel that. Oh, Marcelo Garcia would be great. Marcelo not, Garcia. <laughs> yeah, Marcelo Garcia would be great. You know, before that, I thought about Coyotera. Um because he's very unique too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's let's call it BJ Pan, uh, Bruno Malfacin, and uh, Marcelo Garcia would be good. Solid list, man. Solid I, list. I got to roll with Terere. That was great. You know, I met Terere in Russia. That was awesome. Man, you've been all over the place, huh? Dude, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, taught, I taught in Russia for, for a couple months, 2015. And then, like, ran into Terere there. Like, he was there. And I'm like, dude, this is, like, my dream. Um, what are the odds? Yeah, Meow Brothers. Like, I met the Meow Brothers when they were brown belts. They didn't speak English at AOJ. They came to visit. So I got mm-hmm. a lot of rounds with them. I mean, I ro- I've rolled with, like, Wanderlei Silva, Noguera Brothers. <laughs> like, wow. Where Doom. Like, when I was young, like, that MMA gym, Rain Training Center had, like, Anderson Silva was there. Like mm-hmm. Mayhem Miller was there all the time too. Um yeah, man. I, I got to like, you know, I met a lot of checkmat people. I rolled with them when I was a blue belt, purple belt. At AOJ, all the autos like Keenan's and Galvao's and all those guys. Yeah, I got a Monsters. I, I was blessed and privileged to just cross paths with all these badass fighters, you know, like wow, mm-hmm. the best of best of the West of the century and and I was just there as a kid. And that's why I dropped everything else. I dropped school. I, my family had a restaurant. You know, I, I was running a restaurant. It's just like, I'm like, dude, this is the best opportunity I have. You know, stick to these stick to these people. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. All right, brother, man. If you got any questions for me, man, um, you know, fire away. Uh, but if not, I would love for you to shout out uh, what you're doing, your school, anything, any future projects you got coming up, man. The floor is all yours. Thank you, man. Thank you, Lamar, for having me on here. Talk Your Jits podcast. I love it. I love the energy we brought here. Um, I'd love to to find this and maybe like make a little clip of it and post it on my stuff because I think we covered a lot of good ground. Um, yeah. Our future project is 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 right now in action in creating its mission you know in, mm-hmm. in creating the first steps and what we're, how we're gonna be able to apply um the function of a nonprofit and mm-hmm. function of the teachers 
and combine it with the students that need it. That's coming through. And Jiu-Jitsu Dharma is about to come out with three levels of courses that you can take and a, and a, and a teacher training course that's going to involve uh, pretty much like yogic philosophy and technical application, you know, and also like some um, ways and tricks to to like just elevate yourself, you know, elevate yourself in your practice, in your community, whether you're a teacher or a coach or whatever you are, you know, it's just like, I want that to be the jujitsu Dharma community, you know, that we get together for what's more important about jujitsu and how we can grow that impact, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked. And, you know, if anyone listens to this and anything sounds interesting, feel free to message me mythical bull on Instagram. Um, or Jiu-Jitsu, though, you can find it. Our future project, you can find that on Instagram as well. And, um, yeah, man, I don't know. That's it. Man, well, well, man, I, I greatly appreciate you taking your time out to talk to me, man. It's been a great, great conversation, brother. And I wish you all the best in everything that you're trying to do right now, man. It's it's, it's beautiful. Very beautiful Thanks. here. Thank you, Lamar. I'm really inspired by your perspective and by your openness as well. And let's keep this up, bro. Let's meet up and, and, and train sometime. You're always welcome here. Oh, wait, man. It's likewise, brother. We I would love to get a chance to roll with a lot all these people that I've I've talked to on this show, man. Yeah. That, hey, that, Griff, that Griff, is a goal. Maybe yeah, bring all of us together somehow. I don't know. Hey, you never know, man. Never yeah. know. All <laughs> right, man. But that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Such one more time for coming on to the show and uh, you know, blessing us with his uh his knowledge. Hope Man. you guys love the show. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and Facebook page to stay updated on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. Boom. All right, my brother. Perfect. Man, thank you very much. Yeah, man, this was great. Thank you for being awesome. Oh, yeah, you know, man. True. I, I-